Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. And we are talking about a very highly anticipated movie, Eternals. <laughs> I forgot. I was going to listen to our old episode. How much do you owe me? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like twenty bucks, dude. I feel Anyways, like, I feel spoilers like ahead. Ten ten dollars per. Oh per. Oh, I thought Which it was just be... twenty flat rate. Oh no, because then that includes Icarus, so it would be thirty dollars. Uh-huh. It would. It would. <laughs> I never got you a birthday present, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll screenshot the, the Venmo and I'll put it on Twitter. All right. Eternals. If you have no idea what we're talking about, uh, go back, watch the movie, listen to our episode breaking down the trailer, and then listen. Come come back and listen. Yeah, do all of that, because um, we were pretty excited for this movie, mm-hmm. and I think my feeling leaving the movie was like, okay. So, my feeling leaving the movie was absurd elation. I can't describe it, but me... And my roommate, I think I've mentioned her, means my roommate Sammy, we couldn't stop laughing. There was just something about this movie broke in a wonderful, glorious way. Broke a part of our our brain. I can't, we ascended to a different plane watching this movie in a good way, in a bad way. I can't, we we just couldn't stop laughing. Like you thought it was dumb? (laughs) No, because if I, if anyone asks, I'm like, absolutely, go see this movie especially in theaters, it is an experience. But there's something very absurd about it that, like, contradiction contradicts itself. Hmm. I can't describe it because I do love this movie because it's, it's a good viewing cinema experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. But it's not bad. It's I can't not, describe it. No, it's not I want to see movie. it again immediately. You want to see it again? <laughs> I want to see it again immediately. Okay. <laughs> see, I'm not in that boat where I'm like, I thought it was good. I thought it was entertaining, but I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think it was like, I need to see it again or. Right. I think like the things that I was excited for didn't meet my expectations. Yeah. Do a little bit of a stats rundown. All right. So again, if. We're repeating it again, if in case anyone wasn't around. Uh, Eternals came out last Friday, November 5th, directed by Chloe Zhao. Uh, Writing credits, Chloe Zhao is on screenplay. Screenplay uh, screenplay by is also includes Patrick Burley, Burley, I don't know, Ryan Furpo, and Kaz Furpo. Uh, Screen and story are both Ryan Furpo and Kaz Furpo. Um... One more time, let's run through this stacked cast. We have Gemma Chan as Cersei. We have Richard Madden as Icarus. Angelina Jolie as Thena. Salma Hayek as Ajak. Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman. Kumail Nanjiani as Kingo. Leah McHugh as Sprite. Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. Lauren Ridloff as Makari. Barry Kyogen? Kyohen? I'm sorry. That's an Irish name. We can't do that. Ma Dongsuk as Gilgamesh, and you know what, Harish Patel as Karun. He had some speaking parts oh, in there, and then everyone else is absolutely part of the major cast. I... He's part of the major cast. Um, no and doubt. Then, and then everyone else. And I gotta say, after reading off, after seeing the movie and reading off that cast list, my apologies to Salma Hayek. I severely under 
understated your star power. Um, in the, the trailer episode, I predicted Angelina Jolie was the leader of the crew. My deepest apologies, Salma Hayek. You did a great job as the leader. Yeah, Salma was the like the heart and soul of the group. Yeah, um, and Angelina Jolie, very understated. So, okay. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. The plot of this movie... I have to do it, Lily. You can't just say No, you absolutely can't. have to. I just... Re- Godspeed, dude. So, the plot of this movie is the Eternals are um, created from Celestials to get rid of deviants on Earth and protect humanity. They mm-hmm. came at, like, the be- beginning of the uh, human race, I guess, um, yeah. and have been around ever since protecting humans from the deviants. But about like 7,000 years ago, they killed off the last of the Deviants and they've just been kind of like hanging around ever since. Mm -hmm. And from then, they kind of like went their separate ways, Mm -hmm. right? And um, now the Deviants are back and so they got to kill all the Deviants. Mm -hmm. And then there's also this thing called the Emergence, which is being hinted at, but we thought that it was about the Deviants Mm -hmm. in the trailer. But the Emergence was really that um, a celestial was being born at the center of the earth. Earth is like a host egg. Yes. Um, and that that's what their true mission is, is to preserve human life, to create enough energy to, you know, birth a celestial. Crack open the planet. Yes. Um, and so much of this movie was spent, like, I think, wasted on mm-hmm. um, the whole deviant B-plot. Mm-hmm. when the a plot is celestials mm-hmm. um and i i get like why structurally it happens that way but at the same time i hated it like i think that like that didn't necessarily need to be the way that they got everybody back together or whatever um i'm mm-hmm. really disappointed that selma hayek dies so soon in the plot not she that she's so soon not that she's missing from the movie because she is right. still the heart and soul like she has so much like I just feel bad for Salma Hayek because like I watched the premiere I watched a good portion of the premiere and I watched her Mm. interview in it Mm -hmm. um at least like Marvel's side of it like Marvel's premiere coverage um and Salma Hayek was so excited to be in this movie she was like I'm so happy to be in this movie I love um what like me a brown woman as a superhero Mm -hmm. is gonna do for all these little girls Mm -hmm. um like she was so excited and she was like this character used to be a man and to have me in my 50s playing this character like is insane like she Mm -hmm. was just so excited and then to watch this movie and then she's dead immediately (laughs) i was like excuse me and i if you listen to our trailer spec i didn't think anyone was gonna die I thought, like, everyone was going to survive this. Like, I saw no reason for them to die. I gotta say, my my uh, my, personif- my personification was wrong, but my vibes were right. Leader died, team got together. Yes. Yes. Um, so it was just, like, a lot of convolutedness, I think, in this plot. And, like, yeah. there was a, a deviant who was becoming, like, super deviant. Which, honestly, by the time they revealed... The how how smart he was we had moved on we had already gotten the reveal so i'm like this guy needs to go a lot sooner and then he was dead dead. yeah 
Then he was dead. And then he, yeah, no, when he popped up again, and I was like, I forgot you existed. We had moved yeah. on to a whole new thing. There was a C-plot twist at this point. Too much writing. Too I much. mean, I'm wondering if that at all has something to do with um, the end credit scene with Harry Styles, which I cannot believe I just said that out loud. <laughs> I, yeah. I, can I just say that I'm not excited for the Harry Styles stands to be a part of the MCU? <laughs> we'll get to that at the end, because sure. I also have thoughts about that. So we'll I, we'll I'm do just, this like, chronologically. Well, just, just to talk about the Deviant, just to finish up that Deviant thing, like, it did say, like, he did say, like, this is the brother of Thanos, right? Right. So I'm wondering if that's what is being brought up, because Thanos is, like, Thanos, Thanos. I don't know why I keep saying it so weird. Um, <laughs> but... He's technically, like, part deviant, and the deviants mm. and Eternals are actually, like, siblings because the Celestials make both of them. Or, like, cousins, right. I guess. Like They're related. They're also computer, like, droid programs. I wasn't entirely sure. In in this, definitely. They're kind of, like, they're Robots. kind of, like, vision. Oh, that makes more sense. I can, I can un- conceptually understand them as vision versus as robots. Yeah, I mean, because they are, they're, they're synthetic beings, like right. Vision is, but they're synthetic sentient beings. Right, right. But I, I actually think, like, in the comics, they're just supposed to be aliens. Like, the Celestials make them, and they're just, they're just supposed to be, like, aliens. aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they're not supposed to be, like, robots. <laughs> yeah. Um, Or maybe they are, I don't know. But I just, I didn't read that in, like, the encyclopedia, so I was kind of like, <laughs> okay... Yeah. Um, when that kind of got revealed. Um, things that I did appreciate about this movie is I love that, like, the focal point was uh, Cersei and Gemma Chan. I was really surprised by how big a role she ended up playing. Not gonna lie, she's Gemma Chan is not the high, the biggest star of this cast, or, like, the biggest name. So when she ended up being the the focal point or at least like the one the plot hinged on a little bit more i was like good for you i love this for you i I will do anything to stare at your face i think that has a lot to do with the fact that the director is also like an asian woman Mm. yes like i i think that has a lot to do with that like because chloe zhao is a director it was probably like hey like let's focus on this character on this actress not like in a self-interested way, but just like mm. uh, we don't need the lead of this movie to be Icarus. He was close though. Yeah, yeah, he was just definitely the second. Also, I was right. I was right that there was a little weird love triangle happening between Gemma Chan and the two Stark brothers. <laughs> my, so everyone else in my house also watched Game of Thrones, and they were like. I can't believe they both had to say Cersei that many times post Game of Thrones. Oh my god. Oh my god. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> they both had to say Cersei a whole lot. I did not even think about that. <laughs> and Cersei's the villain in Game of Thrones and both of these men are like in love with Cersei. <laughs> this. Oh my god. I love that so much. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um Otherwise, okay, so Cersei was just also kind of, like, the heart and soul of this Mm -hmm. movie in that, like, she loves humanity so much, but also, like, she loves humanity so much, but I wish that, like, we saw more of that. 
we saw the the pacing of the movie i think is what got me the yeah. what i think it was the worst part yeah. about this writing is because we saw her interact with humanity in flashback like ancient humanity so we didn't really get to see her throughout time taking care of humans if that makes sense and we only really got like one era we only really saw them in babylon because that was like a definitive moment for the team i mean i think Um, they were technically in babylon for like centuries that makes sense but But like you know they didn't like we didn't get cersei throughout the ages loving humanity so i think that was lacking also again everyone knows love Gemma chan Mm -hmm. i after this role i think she was a little typecast and i would like to see her in the future or at least like to see cersei especially kind of go from the this beautiful heartbroken nurturing figure because that's what a lot of Gemma chan has done she's always been perfect and i can't wait until maybe cersei or maybe some other role she gets to explore a bit more i feel like that's probably going to be a different role it's probably gonna be quite frankly um, yeah, can you please stay. can you please quote your tweet? <laughs> okay, because that was so funny. I was really hoping she would see this thing. Uh, the only thing the Eternals did right is that you can only look at Gemma Chan with blinding, all-encompassing, Earth-ending adoration. I love that so much. <laughs> and then the second thing they did right is have a an on-screen canonically gay couple. If we're gonna skip ahead to that, if we're gonna just skip ahead to that. We're just going to skip it. Like the movie, we're going to kind of throw continuity and plot a little by the wayside. Let's go. I mean, I actually don't mind that they were doing like a weird, like... Back and forth. Back and forth. Um, I think it was high time that Marvel kind of played with that mm. um, template, you know? Like they have such mm-hmm. a strict uh, formula Mm-hmm. That I kind of liked that there was a pl- someone playing around with it. Yeah. And it um, did make sense to do it with eternal beings. Yes. So, yeah, you're right. That's fair. Um, so, Fastos. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's one of the thinkers of the group. He is, like, the thinker, actually. Like, he's an, a brilliant in- inventor. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his superpower, basically, is, like, inventing things and, like, manipulating his technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly think that he had, I loved his character so much, um, Mm -hmm. because he just wanted so badly to help the humans evolve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and unfortunately he was also one of the people, he was so eager to do that. He was also a scientist, um, for the Manhattan Project. Oh, he was? I didn't get that part. He was literally in the middle of Hiroshima. What? No, 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 no. I didn't get that he was on the team. When that scene happened, I thought he was surveying, like, as an eternal. Like, he was hiding, you know, if that makes sense. Like, he went to the bombing site afterwards and looked at what, like, he had done on a universal scale. I read it as that, like, he was part of the team. Like, maybe he wasn't necessarily, like, act... Like, he wasn't Howard Stark, who was actually... He wasn't on on Manhattan Project. Or, like, Einstein, who was on the Mm -hmm. project at the time. Which is always weird for me to think that, like, you know, Einstein was, like, alive and working on the Manhattan Project. Um, Mm -hmm. Sounds like a a wrong fun fact. Moving on. Um, (laughs) So he... 
I yeah, I think he was probably just like influencing and mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. being like so caught up in the science of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he didn't think of the you know the right ramifications and so then he's like standing in the middle of hiroshima um and this is his loss of faith in humanity Mm -hmm. and he's not the only one who's had this loss of faith drury has had this loss of faith as well Mm -hmm. um and i think like everyone kind of has um ranging feelings about the humans Mm -hmm. fair Um, and so we finally like meet up present day fastos mm-hmm. and he is living in a like you know modern like white picket fence house yeah chicago with his husband <laughs> and child and i don't know if they did this on purpose or not i did not pick up that at all when they started um talking and that scene unfolded i was i didn't know who that man and child was not gonna lie I didn't know who else it could be, but I didn't, because there's no precedent, I didn't think that 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 was his husband and kid. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until they were talking later, and he said the words, my husband, and I gasped out loud. And Sammy was next to me, and she was like, wait, is he gay? And I meant to whisper it, but I was so emotional, it came out very loudly in the theater, so my apologies. But I said, he's gay! I, I mean... You know, we had said, I was like, I'm pretty sure that this is the first Marvel movie that's going to have an actual gay char- character, but mm-hmm. like, won't believe it till I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was watching, I watching the scene and like when that happened, I was like, oh my God, this is his husband. Mm. Like, that's his child. Um, right. And then they kept talking and I, like, and I was like waiting. I was like, are, are you going to kiss? Like, you need to kiss. Right. Like, this yeah. needs to happen. Like, I need to see an on-screen kiss between these men. Like, it has to Because they came happen. close and they had conversations and they said husband but i was i was thinking of you i was like this can all get edited out until until they kiss goodbye and i was literally crying in the theater yeah i was i was crying actual tears like i like i watched the scene and i don't think i like really realized it, i feel like it was probably like 2 or 3 minutes later that i really thought back on it and i was like oh my god that actually happened yeah, yeah. And then, like, I started crying. And I was trying to cry really quietly because I was next to, like, a, I was, like, at the edge of the row. Like, I bought my ticket Aww. too late. And, like, I do it. And yeah. I just didn't want this guy next to me to be like, is this girl crying? <laughs> um, but it was, like, really emotional. And we've said it mm-hmm. before that, you know, as, as queer women who have been so invested in this series for so long over a decade of our lives exactly to to have finally had recognition mm-hmm. I, I almost don't have the words for it yeah it's it's just so unprecedented and it's so meaningful Mm-hmm. And I was just so, like, happy mm-hmm. that I don't even care if the rest <laughs> of this movie was, like, shit. Right. Because that got to happen. It did. And it the way I'm so happy it happened the way it did in this movie, because it made 
sense. It didn't feel gimmicky or anything like that, you well, know? Because like the, the focus wasn't on Fastos being gay. The focus yeah. was on he has a family. He has a family. He has something he cares, to He loves for. humanity again. Yeah. This is, yes. Thank you. That's what it is. And also, like, he, he told the other two, Cersei and Icarus, when they came up, like, this restored my faith in humanity. Yeah. Um, and then he had to make the ultimate decision to leave them. With his husband being like, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Like, you um, gotta go. Yeah. Um, I was tearing up, too, when he, like, kissed his son goodbye, and then and then he kissed his husband goodbye. And it was it was very good, because, again, it, it wasn't a grab, it was... It, it was momentous, but not overtly so. Yeah, and do I necessarily think that... I I still think that those scenes could probably get cut out. Like, mm-hmm. I still think that the, the him kissing his husband could get cut out and be left as it is. And, like, him calling him his husband could get left out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still think that, like that could happen for um overseas audiences mm-hmm. you know right. and it it could be something but i just it just feels like it's finally a step in the right direction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it just makes it just made me very happy and i, I yeah. again very emotional very mm-hmm. relieved like yeah like this this is the year of the gays for marvel <laughs> and they also just took it so much further than loki because loki was it was great Ugh. it's canonical but it was lip service at the end of yeah. the day yeah so to see them actually like commit and do it in a very loving and respectful way i was like yeah. oh you didn't realize how much you needed it till it happened and then and then you start crying <laughs> but that's like what we were saying in the last episode like this show (laughs) this movie (laughs) has given so many different people representation Mm -hmm. yeah there are two east asian characters in the main cast there's like five women there's a a southeast asian man there's two black characters like Mm -hmm. there's uh, selma hayek of like a latina woman helming Mm -hmm. this group you know, mm-hmm. I, and I'm pretty sure Lauren Ridloff is also Afro-Latina. Mm. So two Latino pers- Latina, like women, mm-hmm. you know, um, I just think like so many people can watch this movie and look to it and be like, yes, that's me. Yeah. And unfortunately, because of that, this movie got review bombed before it even came out which obviously that's bullshit obviously and it's one of those things of uh rep sweats of like you you see these things and you like or you see this movie get announced and you're like this movie mm-hmm. has to do well it's already under so much pressure mm-hmm. and then you see it gets review bombed before it comes out and you're like what do they know which this happens going to captain be f- marvel yeah like i don't no, I don't think it happened for Shang-Chi. I think it was maybe happening for Shang-Chi, but I don't remember. It wasn't review-bombed. It was just word of mouth of the what how Simu Luen actually is. Um, yeah. And then 
but those things happen and you're like okay this movie has to be perfect this movie has to be phenomenal the only way it's going to succeed is if it blows all this stuff out of the water mm-hmm. and then when it comes out a solid 7 instead of a 20 out of 10 then everyone the mis- the racists and the misogynists are like we're right this movie was terrible look you even didn't like it that much but you I mean, right I don't even time. think it was that. I think it was just like they saw that this was a cast full of people of color. They saw that the one hot white guy that was in it, who was like the lead, was actually the villain. Um, and th- like there was homophobes from this one yeah. little scene. No, that's why it got review bombed before. But I'm saying with with rep sweats is everything has to be perfect. And when it's immediately not mm-hmm. it's just a very disheartening feeling for everyone who 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 was invested in the movie um and that's that's its own its own disappointment i feel yeah. with, with eternals is the fact that it didn't blow everyone away immediately it, i mean i think that the fighting was awesome i think that it had like I, you're right it didn't blow everyone away immediately i mean right. it didn't blow me away like super immediately i didn't think that there was like anything particularly profound or incredible about this movie or anything um oh my god sorry speaking of firsts in this movie i just i'm i'm derailing i why was there a sex scene in this movie i have no idea and i did not enjoy it not even as an ace person just as a person who had to watch this movie i did not enjoy that sex scene and i get that like i think what my issue was its placement in where it was in the movie timeline was very bad. If it had been because at the end, Icarus is like, "I'm gonna kill Gemma Chan," and he's staring at her, and then he like flashes back through their great love story. If it had been there, it would have made more sense. Versus where it was at the start of the movie. So the thing that I've been seeing is people saying like it was there to show the intimacy between the two of them, and I was like, why is that the thing that's like? that's showing the intimacy between the two of them i'm not against they're actually including sex scenes in marvel movies because i think that um i think that disney needs to accept that the majority of its fans are not children yeah at least for the like did i say marvel or disney you said disney okay yes yeah so for the majority of its marvel fans are not children these movies aren't marketed to children they're marketed to adults Mm -hmm. so it's not out of like the realm of possibility to have sex scenes in these movies i think that there should be occasionally sex scenes in these movies Mm -hmm. and like it was a very vanilla sex scene like it wasn't like crazy yeah nothing happened and like the last time we even had a scene that alluded to sex was in iron man one yep and that was like before disney owned iron man right and the whole marvel cinematic universe so um it just it did feel kind of like when it happened i was like what (laughs) yeah and again i think it wasn't i mean it was to establish their intimacy but i also assumed it was to establish how their humanity of like look these celestial otherworldly beings gave in to their human urges because they love each other and i was like fine but did you have to put this right here it didn't make any sense i don't know i just think that like their little like wedding scene showed their in- the intimacy of them enough like the like hand holding 
Yeah. Okay, two things. Spinning off of that. Yes. First, when in the second half of the movie, when Icarus has to go stand in the desert and be angsty, Mm -hmm. and Gemma Chan comes up behind him, and I'm like, I thought I'd find you here. Did you think that was Sprite? Good God. No. No, it can't be. Can't be. (laughs) It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's confirmed not. But the second she showed up, I was like, that's not, that's not Cersei. That's not Gemma. And then when they did the, she touched him, I was expecting the hologram effect because they did it in the first five minutes. So I was thought that it was going to go through and I knew he wasn't going to do, because I thought it was Sprite. I knew he wasn't going to do anything in that moment, but I didn't think it was Cersei. So then later something happened and I was like, oh, it was her. Second thing, I thought the idea of a an eternal being trapped in a children's body, child's body, struggling with like never being able to grow up was an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. I think they played it too stale with Sprite. I saw someone say that Sprite should have been like trans or non-binary or something like that Mm -hmm. because it would kind of play into that I'm in a body that doesn't suit me when I first saw the character I thought she was not like queer I thought she was trans I I mean I I think that she could also be headcanon that way um I just it's not explicit so who knows um i do like that they did answer my question of how are they gonna forever have this child (laughs) yeah do you like that that little write out (laughs) i was like well you know this makes sense like maybe sprite can keep coming back Mm -hmm. but like growing (laughs) yeah maybe maybe gemma cersei left her with her powers I hope so. I really like Sprite's powers. I know, I know. And um, speaking of Sprite, I really liked her moments with Kingo. Mm-hmm. Um, and how she was so angry at him for abandoning her. Mm-hmm. Which I I have a fi- there's a fine line. I I love and hate Kingo. Like I think he was really <laughs> annoying, but he was also like really funny. I. Adora Kumail, sorry, that's a very strong word to use in the Asian American community. I like Kumail Nanjiani a lot, um, and I give him props for what he did in this movie. I think that his he was the most Marvel of the crew. He had the quips. He was funny. He was mm-hmm. the he what we expect. But because the rest of the movie was so unMarvel like, that he he stuck out too much. And I, I think the Bollywood scene went on a little too long. It was fun. Okay. And so I don't know. And then it went on a little, little long. I don't know if this is a rumor or fact. I saw it on a TikTok um, from, um, I don't know how to say this creator's name, but the, the handle is like Nav the Poet, N-A-V the Poet, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's... Uh, I believe a Sikh man. Um, mm. And he was saying that, like, 
the portrayal Bollywood is very like westernized in this movie and also mm-hmm. like Kumail Nanjani is Pakistani not Indian so like oh just because yeah. he's Southeast Asian just means that he has to be a Bollywood star and that um Kumail Nanjani himself said like I'm uncomfortable with this being like a Bollywood musical number and that Chloe oh, Zhao no. was like okay let's turn it into a fight scene and then he showed up on set that day and it was still a musical number oh no which that's like sucks. seems kind of fake to me because if they turned it into a fight scene they would have had to choreograph a fight scene yeah and like maybe they did choreograph a fight scene but they just went back to the dancing which was the- oh there is no i mean obviously marvel has the budget of god himself but there is did you see how much money they put into that there was no way they were taking that entire bit out they were committed beyond belief I know, which is I, why I think the scene went so long. And I, I, if this rumor is true, I can totally see them being like, "Too bad." Yeah, I, and it's kind of disappointing that like that's really sucks. They couldn't have changed it to, like, it could still be Bollywood. It could have just been a fight scene instead. Yeah, um, it could have been anything else. That was it was a weird moment. Yeah, um, and I, but like speaking of him, like going into acting, I loved him saying like do you want to know why i got into acting it was because of you and your stories and Mm -hmm. i missed those i missed seeing that and seeing the like joy you brought to people so Mm -hmm. he did it in his own way which was like becoming an actor yeah um i other thing about kingo i am so mad he got written out of that final fight I understood why his character left, but the fact that he stayed gone, I thought was unprecedented in a bad way in a Marvel movie. I was like, there's no way he didn't, like, come to the island at least to, like, say goodbye or anything. He, Mans was just written out of the final fight of the movie when the whole thing is unity and that they need everyone. And they even got, like, in the final glowy unibrain, they even got Icarus up in there. And Mm -hmm. not Kumail Nanjiani? I was pissed. I was pissed as hell. I honestly, like, don't think I initially realized that he was not in the fight scene, like, as I was watching it. Like, Mm -hmm. there was just so much going on that it was like... um, And then when he comes back at the end, I was like, wait, why wasn't he... The the thing is, is that Kingo is not one of the thinkers. He's one of the fighters. His powers are meant for fighting. So why wasn't he there? I know why he wasn't, but... He was in, like, two fight scenes. Mm-hmm. One was a flashback. Mm-hmm. And one was, like, when they were in on the Amazon, Druig's in the jungle. commune. Yeah. Um, and I just was like... His powers are so cool. Mm-hmm. Why weren't they being utilized? Yeah, they absolutely underwrote Kumail Nanjiani toward the second half of the movie, and I was livid because it didn't make sense. They, there's you if you kind of remember the deviant plot. There's these monster aliens running around trying to hunt you down. Don't you want your one of your fighters because your fighters are dropping like flies now? Yeah, and I just was very mad at that whole situation. Yeah, but onto Druig, who shocker ended up being a character very endearing. I love Druig. (laughs) I wasn't really for Mopey. I liked, I think he was the most, um, 
No, what's in the other word for interesting? I can't think of the word. Intriguing. intriguing. Yes, I thought he was the most intriguing character because I understood his worldview of just like, I can mind control this whole planet and get rid of all of their problems. And everyone's like, you shouldn't do that. He said, why not? And Noah could give him an answer. So he just went off and did it. Um, so I wasn't a huge fan of the like... I feel like the answer is very clear. Yeah. And that's, um, you can't be a god and take away people's free will. Yeah, which I, I that's the thing is I didn't like that he ultimately gave in to his god complex. Mm-hmm. But then he snapped out of it and when he joined the team i was like i love this dude yeah i mean i think he still had a little bit of that Mm -hmm. the entire time you know um yeah but i do i i love him as i love his character and i i think what i really love about him is how much he loves makari he loves makari so much i really like their relationship and um that just kind of leads me into one of my bigger disappointments of this movie Mm -hmm. um i think that that woman lauren ridloff was underutilized absolutely makari should have had such a bigger role yeah than she had i was like so mad um and like I think that they, sometimes I think that they, like, didn't address her when they should have been addressing her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder how much of that had to do with the fact that they didn't know how to, like, handle a deaf actress on set. Yeah. Or how to, like, handle a deaf character. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they did kind of, like, right away, like, they wrote out that like she can't hear because like she can feel vibrations and that Mm -hmm. includes people's voices so like that's Mm -hmm. how she like hears Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that like the team doesn't sign with her yeah and i also kind of wonder how much of that is actually them writing that in for the character or writing that in or like being like okay like you're gonna sign here so that mm-hmm. Lauren knows where we're in at the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of what I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the signing was so weird when it came from the hearing actors, where it was just, like, one or two signs. But, like, oh, not, okay. not, like, the full sentences. Right, right. And, like... I was wondering. ASL, okay. ASL is not a one-to-one language, so there's not, like, a... Um, a sign for is or was or like stuff like that like it's a very visual language so there there would be some like some signing can sometimes be like quicker than the actual spoken word right but like it would be like fastos being like let's move forward and then he would say three sentences and like sign three words Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know it would be stuff like that where i'd be like okay like i i was just noting noticing that because like I know sign language. Right. And you were paying attention for it. You wanted to see how the movie would handle, yes. handle this. So, like, that kind of bothered me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just because. Yeah. I, I wish that they kind of played with, like, them signing at each other more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, like, relying on the movie magic of, like, she can just hear you because her powers <laughs> feel vibrations. Yeah, I was wondering that too. I think you're right in that a lot of it is just the the 
a lot of the crew and the whatever they just were un- were unprepared for that and like i'm sure they did their best but they could have done more i was also really mad that in the whatever 3000 7000 years where the team was split up makari's whole plot line was she stayed on the ship and oh. stole stuff i was like are you kidding me i think technically her her plot is she's traveled the world so many times over but they didn't explain oh. it well enough. She got... Okay, that makes sense. Because I, I did like the idea of her being uh, an art thief throughout history. Yeah. They that didn't was explain great. it well enough that her whole thing is that she's traveled the world so many times over because she's so fast mm-hmm. that she's, like, bored of Earth and wants to Head leave <laughs> and go home. Which okay. we find I out can... is not, like, an actual place. It's just, like, the yeah. celestials, like, kind of blah, blah, blah. And went, here, you exist now. Yeah, which, okay, I can accept that more. Um, okay, so that kind of gets me into, can we talk about how bad the exposition for this movie was? Yeah, they did I They think, did the Star Wars thing. I I keep saying that's my biggest gripe. This this one truly is my one true gripe. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I've seen a lot of uh, tweets and other people's reactions of, like, the second those words appeared on the screen from the jump, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, this is how they're handling Especially concepts too big like... for humanity. But especially because I feel like they did say it in the movie, too. So, like, why did they need yeah. the words? They really didn't. I think if you edit, cut that little scroll out, we were going to be fine. I Honestly, they could have even done that as voiceover throughout the very slow intro. I The words on the screen was a mistake. Yeah. Um, and then the other... The big one that was just pretty laughable is the deus ex machina of Gemma just getting, like, transported to the Celestial, and he shows her, like, a PowerPoint presentation of their, of their existence. Oh, I was, yeah. I was laughing a lot during that scene. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you could have tried a little harder, yeah. but sure, if this is how you have to serve it, um, nuts. <laughs> exposition dump was not very good no i i wasn't a fan of that either um it took me out and i i think it was Mm -hmm. i i was trying to be more um understanding of it though for like people who aren't so deeply entrenched into the whole marvel lore as i am but at the same time i was like ugh, like i don't even think that was marvel lore that was just like this is a whole new thing that's real big and we don't know how to tackle it yeah um not to abruptly shift gears, but I also like really want to talk about the the best the best love story of this movie. Okay. And um that is Gilgamesh and Athena. Yeah, I really liked them. Um because Angelina Jolie killed this. She did understated and underutilized, but she got it like in the bag. Great. She was so good in I forget how good of an actress Angelina Jolie is because I haven't seen her in anything in a really long time. Mm-hmm. But she just brought such grace and beauty to Thena in mm-hmm. such a fantastic way. Mm-hmm. And I think I so she gets diagnosed with like mad brain or something sure yeah they have a word for it but i mean it's mad brain something like that and that's just basically that um 
when they got reset this time to go mm-hmm. to Earth, the Celestial kind of messed up and didn't take everything out. So she's mm-hmm. got kind of conflicting memories happening in her brain. Mm-hmm. And that the only cure really is to erase her memories. But at this mm-hmm. point, she's been on Earth for several yeah. thousand she's years. She's been Athena yeah. for millennia. Yeah. And so everyone was like, no, like you can't just erase her memories. But the mm-hmm. problem is, is that she's attacking the team. She's attacking her family. Mm-hmm. And that like, because she is the most skilled fighter that they have, mm-hmm. she could literally kill them. She was winning, yeah. And she almost did kill uh, she got like Cersei, I think, or Makari. She got someone in the side. Uh, yeah. Um, so Gilgamesh steps up and says, I'll stay with her every step of the mm-hmm. way. I'll stay with her. And he does that for the rest of his life. Yeah. And when he freaking dies, I was so mad. I was so mad because the way that they were kind of building up her character at one point, I thought that because her her kind of fight scenes were a lot of she was still very much in the deviant plot fighting plot. And at some point I thought she was going to go dark. She was going to like fade out and they were just going to like. Let her go. They were, they were just going to let her go yeah. as like wild as she wanted. And that never happened. I, I was very mad. I definitely wish that happened. Um, but here's the thing. The second, the second that we saw those bodies, like the, like the pre-built bodies and all of like mm. the memories in the boxes, um, oh, yeah. my ass was like, okay, so we can bring back Gilgamesh and Ajak, right? That is an theory floating around that you can just kind of plug in the last iteration of a person to a body and you're, you're back in action. So we'll see. I, I hope that's true. Like, I, <laughs> I want that to happen. Then we have to get into, and this is, the, this is the real part that broke Sammy and then consequently broke me when she pointed it out. The character named Icarus flew into the sun. Yeah. I I was amazed that he flew into the sun to begin with, and then I heard Sammy dying next to me, and then at one point she said, Icarus just flew into the sun, and we both were gone. We were just a new, we, a new plane of existence. There was no coming back for us. Because I thought yeah. when he flew off into space, I genuinely thought he was going to, like, I don't know, Captain Marvel? Not, like, I thought he was going to destroy Nino? the world or something. I thought he was going to fly into the sun and destroy the sun. <laughs> like, that's what no. I thought that was going for. Like, I was like, why is nobody following him? Like, I know that they can't fly, but like... Yeah. No, I thought he was going into space to atone, to like warn others, do whatever, just nah. atone, and he would come back into another movie. And then he <laughs> flew into nah, the he just sun. unalived himself. <laughs> he just flew into the sun. <laughs> Really, so I don't stupid. even know what to tell. So, also, as not... Oh God, that... <laughs> you are dying again. I love it. <laughs> he, just, he meant it. He really meant it. He was going to go straight into that sun. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Um. So, as we've been talking, I'm realizing the thing that I dislike the most about this movie is that they set up a lot of little things that they just didn't follow through on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like with Thena and, like, the mad woman... You know, like, mm-hmm. why, why have, um, why have 
Cersei get everything explained to her. Mm-hmm. If we had Thena kind of being set up to remember her memor- remember her past life and be like, this is what happened and this is mm-hmm. this is the thing. Um, or I, I don't know, man. Like there were, I feel like there was like a lot of other little bits too that I just like can't remember off the top of my head anymore. The but demon it, deviants, honestly, oh, like that was deviants. so much investment in the talking one. Just I, I hated that scene too. And, and then he just died. And I was like, you couldn't have done this 40 minutes ago. We have a plot to get to. Yeah. Yeah. That, that like, there was just a lot of like setup for things that followed through poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's ultimately why I believe that this movie could have been like 30 minutes shorter. It definitely could have been 30 minutes shorter. The biggest complaint I've seen, uh, has been that it's, it's just, it's too big. They took on too many concepts for this movie and therefore it got bogged down and dragged it's out. It's too long. It's too long. It was too long. Um, I do like that the white straight male, presumably, I don't, I don't know, Icarus was the villain. I liked that Icarus was kind of the villain. <laughs> I liked that plot twist too, because I genuinely didn't see it coming. No. I didn't see him, um, being uh, a spy or like a a plant, I mm-hmm. guess, for Celestials. And I also didn't see him killing Salma Hayek. No. That was a big one. When when I realized that was happening, I was like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Um, what the hell? Um, because yeah. that was insane. That, mm-hmm. that was truly insane. Um... And also the way that they set him up as, like, the perfect golden boy of, like, he's the strongest. Yeah. And then he ended up being the villain. Yeah. So that was a lot. Um, he flew into the sun. He did fly into the sun. I know he did. I know that his name is Icarus, and that Sprite started that rumor. That was uh, that was an amazing follow through. They did bring it up, and then they followed through. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of funny. Um, <laughs> stupid. So stupid. <laughs> I just like it. It was that thing that happened, and you're like wait what like you don't expect any of them or the no hold on the reason that he kills ajak is because Mm -hmm. ajak for the first time in millions of years has been like i don't think that we should follow what erisham yeah that sounds right um i don't i don't think we should follow erisham i think we need to stop the the emergence because these people are special like this planet is special like Mm -hmm. they they did the unthinkable and they brought they brought all the people that Thanos um (laughs) like snapped away like I and and Icarus was like "Mm, mmm you have lost faith in Erisham Mm -hmm. and that means you have to die Mm -hmm. and Icarus is, like, ready to kill every single person. Yeah. In that, you know, lead. I also thought that part of what this plot was going to be about was um, one of them being, like, if Erisham has been lying to us about why we're on planets in the first place, Mm -hmm. why should we believe him that the Celestials bring life to the universe? (laughs) That's true. I was waiting for someone to make that, like, connection, because mm-hmm. 
Kingo was so like, I just don't think that we should be stopping Celestials yeah. from being born. That was why he sat out the final fight. Yeah. Like, that was such a huge part of it, is like, oh, we shouldn't kill Celestials. We should, like, fig- like Cersei's main thing was like, we should figure out a way to, like, put him back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Tiamat is the one that's in Earth. Um, we mm-hmm. should figure out a way to put Tiamat to, back to sleep so that we can safely birth him somewhere else <laughs> and not destroy the planet right mm-hmm. um and i just was waiting for someone to be like hey why should we trust erisham mm-hmm. that like wh- maybe the, he maybe the celestials are just invading species like why are we yeah saying, they're just giant aliens like why are we believing them when they say that they create life when Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all we've ever seen them do is destroy life right you know um and i i I thought that that would be a bigger part of the plot but as the movie went on i was like that's not going to be part of the plot (laughs) no one cares about this oh yeah no i i guess we'll get into the end of it because speaking of arisham he shows up like he just this godlike figure over earth like a projection in the sky and mm-hmm. he just takes takes the the surviving eternals i didn't realize at first that he kidnapped them yeah i thought that they got put and back like, yeah because he was like okay you saved humanity i'm gonna judge i'm going to judge them on your testimony or whatever mm-hmm. and then they like he did stuff with their eyes and yeah i thought he put them back no no they're gone um and then dane kit harrington it's like, oh god, like I have to do because he's about to tell Cersei, like, actually, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a superhero in some way, yeah. like, right. Um, so apparently, Dane is um the Black Knight, which this one I had to get explained to me. I didn't realize yep. what they were same uh, um hinting at here. I looked that up. So like, we will go. Any last thoughts on the movie itself before we get into post credit scenes? No. Yep. Um, so this is actually the second one. This is, like, the after-after credit scene, because, like, Dane Whitman, whatever. Um, oh, yeah. There's, like, a sword, and there's something about death on the box mm-hmm. um, in Latin, and he's just like, I have to do this, and he reaches out, and then there's a voice, and I just... The voice sounded so familiar, but I'm not sure who the voice was, and I just want to... Do you know who I've heard it is? Who is it? Mahersha Ali. It's Blake. <gasps> Dane, apparently... Because I heard it, and I was like, oh my god, is that Nick? Is that Fury? Is or like, is this the tie-in? And then someone else was like, no, that's Sam. And then someone else was like, no, if you look at, like, Black Knight's history, he's more on the vampire side of things, so we think he's gonna show up in Blade. People think that was Mahershala Ali. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Black Knight actually, like, initially is a villain, and that's how, that's why, like, Dane has, like, issues with his uncle and Cersei was like hey like you need to amend make amends with your uncle and that's because he's a villain and his family fucking hates him um (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't mean to use the f word right there but that's just how (laughs) it just slipped out um and he and then Dane in the comics was like okay well this is my mantle now but he's a good guy like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's kind of one of those things where it's like not about like it's not like I I mean I'm assuming that it's not that the thing itself corrupts, it's just whoever is wielding the thing chooses how to use it. 
Oh, I heard the opposite. I heard um, it's it's a it's a Horcrux situation. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, the way it was whispering at him, and I was like, "That's that's not great. Possibly be fun." But, but Dane, I do hope he shows up in Blade. Yeah, but the character of Dane specifically is is a good guy, mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. don't think that there's going to be that like good guy bad guy like you know I don't know situation happening. Um, with him specifically and then there's the first after credit scene which got spoiled for me yeah i when i put together because i'd heard the news that harry styles was in the mcu and i was like okay and then i heard whose character was and then i put the dots together and i was like well now i'm spoiled now i know what's happening listen i had none of that information i didn't know that harry styles was going to be in the mcu um Mm. so what had happened was uh i was watching a tiktok and it had not it said nothing about eternal spoilers or oh, anything no. and then it showed the tweet from that one asshole who was at the premiere who oh. immediately tweeted the after credit scene no yeah Oh, come on, dude. And it, okay, first of all, it wasn't even like a TikToker. It was like a Vogue writer or something. It was like a big magazine writer who should oh, have no. known better. Yeah, come on, dude. But immediately exited that theater and tweeted a fucking spoiler. I have so much hate in my heart for that man. Yeah, absolutely. There, you, there are rules in this space, my dude. Exactly, especially because the premiere was like a week before the movie came out or like two weeks, yeah. however long. I don't know, it was a while ago at this point. Um, so, like, rude. Just completely rude. rude. Um, also... No, not welcome back. Yeah. Um, I, I hope he's, like, banned from all Disney properties ever. <laughs> like, That is years. a really big one, too, by the way. Like, that's a really big spoiler. Yeah. To, to be tweeting out immediately. So, so the video was, like, someone being, like, just vibing along with the MCU, and then, like, what? When, and, and it was that tweet of, like... I guess Harry Styles is in the MCU now. Oh, or, no. or I guess I guess Harry Styles is like Thanos' brother or something like that. Like I don't even remember what like the, the exact yeah. tweet was. And I was so livid. Livid. Yeah. Oh, god damn. I like ranted in this man's comments. I was like, How dare you not freaking say that this was a spoiler? I would have scrolled past your fucking video if I knew. Like this is mm-hmm. so stupid. the movie's not even out yet, man. Yeah. Like, how dare you put this up without, like, a spoiler warning? I was so mad to... Because I had managed to avoid even seeing that tweet. Yeah. Up until that point. I I didn't search for that. I didn't want to know. Like, all I knew was that some dumb reporter (laughs) tweeted a spoiler, and I was avoiding it like the plague, and... I, everyone I follow doesn't like tweet mm-hmm. that stuff, so I was like, "This is fine. Like, I don't have go. to worry about this." Yeah. But this one freaking TikTok on my for you page <sighs> ruined that for me. Uh, come on, man. There are rules. There are rules, and this is you know. So this after credit scene, like, it, it ends with like <sighs> Makari and Druig, and Thena, and Thena go off into space to find other Eternals squad. Yeah, um, and. Harry Styles finds them. Mm-hmm. And his name is Eros, and he's like a big, you know, player. And we already kind of talked about it at the beginning, so I don't feel like I need to really go into it anymore. And like <laughs> Pip gets brought in, and he teleports, and that's Patton, uh, uh, 
Patton Oswald. Patton. Is that Patton Oswald? Yeah. Some people were like yeah. throwing around some wild names. Okay. Yeah, that was that, that was absolutely Patton. What are you talking about? Such a someone someone said Seth Rogen and I was what? like, what is happening? That's not Seth Rogen. Because you know you want to know how I know it was not Seth Rogen because I didn't get I didn't hear that <laughs> laugh that Seth Rogen does. You know. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, it's not Seth Rogen. It's Patton. It's Patton. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I just, like, I think, you know, I think that's going to be interesting, and I said it before, I'm not, like, listen, all respect to people who, like, love musicians, and, like, love, go, like, put their all into their, Mm -hmm. their standing, I just don't know how I can handle Harry stands in the fandom now. It's going to be interesting because I think I wouldn't have thought as much about this new casting if it weren't for the Harry Styles-ness of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there is a certain reputation he and his fans have that I was like, oh, Harry Styles is now in the MCU. And like, that's not like he's acted before. He's allowed to do whatever he wants with his career. We're going to see how this goes. But there was a precedence of the fact that like, the reason I found out about this spoiler is because of the stereotypical fandom Mm -hmm. lost their minds that their it boy ended up in this movie. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not looking forward to the, like I said, the Harry Styles-ness of it all. But we'll see. I don't know. I mean. I think that he's, act- I, I mean, I actually haven't seen him acting in anything. Mm. Um, but I've heard that he's, like, a really good actor. Like, he did really well in Dunkirk, you know? Like, I, I think that was the movie that he was in. That's what I've heard. Because people were saying um, him and Druig were, <laughs> are going to be reunited. Oh, okay. Apparently Drug was in Dunkirk. Interesting. Um, I just, I think, I think it'll be an interesting, you know, um, it's an interesting casting choice. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm most intrigued by them canonically calling him Thanos's brother. Right. And we'll see how this goes. And also, this is not to say anything against the Harry Styles fandom or Directioners fandom. Obviously, we know what it's like to be persecuted as fangirls. Yes. We're just saying there's a lot happening here. There's a lot happening here. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't mean offense, but just like, I, 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 I can't relate. I'm, that's just it. I just can't relate. <laughs> yeah. I can't relate. <laughs> also, um, special, uh, thing bts is now canonically in the mcu that's what kevin sent me to i that's a lot i did like the little mention because i thought that was funny that was very quippy and then the song played and i didn't recognize it was a bts song sammy actually uh next to me she was like oh and i was like well i was wrong she's like it's a bts song so i I just assumed that's what that was (laughs) back to back it was a little gimmicky but we'll see whatever congrats to the boys i wonder who i both Marvel and BTS is about to make insane amounts of money off of that mention, so good for you both. Love capitalism. Yeah. Hey. It's what it is. I just think that they they, they shoved a lot into this movie, including random references. Movie. Yeah. Um anyway. Uh go see this movie. Go see this movie. Um 
seven for ten yeah i i think it's a solid seven i don't i don't think like it has immediate watchability immediate rewatchability for me but i think Mm -hmm. like in a couple of months i'd probably want to watch it again yeah like when it comes out on disney plus or whatever you're gonna you might watch it again yeah i yeah i think it's good yeah go see it especially in theaters i think it is a very fun experience in theaters yes I, I would definitely recommend seeing it in theaters. I, because it's the only way you can watch it right now anyway, so. True. Go do that. Anyway. We'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. And you can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. And you can check out our website, EarthsMightiestFangirls.com. And you can send us an email at EMFangirls at gmail.com. You know, if you liked this episode, <laughs> you can just shoot us an email, ask us a question recommend future things that we can do in episodes um yeah we're getting caught up on the mcu we're getting we are oh yeah we are (laughs) we've been caught up (laughs) (laughs) um uh we're available on spotify stitcher apple Podcasts. if you like this episode um it would we would really appreciate it if you rated and reviewed us on apple podcasts Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use this song Wonderland, and thanks to us for editing and producing.